Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Giselle Hernandez. Giselle has worked with clients such as Google, Netflix, Time Magazine, and Disney, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Giselle about how she first discovered photography, studying at the Art Center in Pasadena, California, and I also speak to Giselle about some of the jobs she had before becoming a full-time photographer, such as working as a 911 dispatch operator. Giselle is someone whose work I've admired for years. Um, Just her level of production and attention to detail and lighting that she puts into every shoot is is really amazing, and I was really excited to have her on the podcast, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, Definitely go check out her work at GiselleHernandez.com and on Instagram at GiselleHernandez. Um, I'll put put all the links in the description, Um, but without further ado, uh, here's the Giselle Hernandez interview. All right, I now welcome Giselle Hernandez uh excited to have you been following your work for a while um how you been Giselle I've been good thank you thank you so much I've been looking forward to to talking about things it's like nice I was thinking about it. I was like dude I I only get to say these like short little things on my captions and I never get to like elaborate on on anything you know so I'm I'm I'm, I'm pumped yeah definitely and for me I always just get excited I don't know about you but with, like social media like I have so many photography friends like but friends I've never even met, but you like yeah. you almost have like this weird like internet like friendship and just follow- <laughs> and for me like following your work even the last year like it's been cool to like see your work grow and like you're doing these bigger projects it just seems like at least from from outside looking in it seems like the last year has like been a big year for your photography if I was would you say so? Yeah, I think so. There's been a lot of changes and a lot of growth, and it's been really really cool to see kind of things continue to roll that's always the scary part right is like keeping things rolling and progressing so yeah yeah definitely and I guess to go back like where do you grow up and like how do you initially get into photography um I grew up in South Almani in California so it's like a small little neighborhood in uh San Gabriel Valley which is always like I'm always so excited when I meet someone from the San Gabriel Valley because everyone's always like where (laughs) Is that, wait, is that Southern California or Northern California? Southern. Okay, got it. Southern California. It's like the like 35, 40 minutes east of out of Los Angeles. Okay, cool. Yeah, so everyone's always like, damn, you're way back there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where I grew up. And then um, as far as how I got into photography, I would say I would say it started like pretty young, but I didn't know what, what you know what was. And then only when I got into high school, that's when I had like they actually offered photography. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh hell yeah, like I'm gonna join this, I'm gonna get in this. And I was just like the person who always had a camera, a video camera, a disposable camera, I was always shooting, like making my friends do random, you know, <laughs> random shit or whatever. Um, and then I just got super into that class, like so much so that I was like not even going to classes and staying in there and hiding in the dark room and like I'm still literally friends with like the photo teacher to this day oh really um and yeah 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 she talks about that and how I was just like always in the dark room or my friends would be like dude are you gonna come to lunch and I was just like hang out in there and like do my thing so I would say it started it started definitely back then what do you think like the initial excitement for you was like obviously you're kind of photographing your friends and stuff but what what, what was kind of the initial thing that photography you think kind of sparked you what kind of excited you about it Honestly, I think like now that I look back and I've kind of like connected the dots to so many things, I'm like, oh my God, this whole thing about being able to collaborate with my friends, which is exactly how I work still, where I love working with a big team and a bunch of people. And to me, it was like, oh, let me get my friends together and 
make them dress up because and then we end up having like the best time and oh and let's go here and do this and I don't know there was just something about like coming up with those ideas and having that time with people and it was just so fun to me you know and I didn't understand you know I wasn't thinking of it as a career and oh man that's a photographer's eye or you know I just was just like this is so fun to do with my friends it gives us an excuse to like dress up and be dumb you know yeah. um, and then have like all these memories or whatever from it and you were the shooting kind of black and white film this kind of starting out this kind of darkroom style yes yes I guess like at the time too my school was like had like a really cool dark room I don't know um and it was like even had like the revolving door and I just like was like man I'm so lucky like <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so cool um and so yeah I would spend a lot of time doing like black and white um it's funny because I went back and forth with my love for like film and then not and, and then not is like back then I was like yeah shooting that and once they started introducing like digital to us I was like what like I don't want to do that like that what I, I want to be able to like see my photos develop in the in the in the you know in the yeah. dark room or whatever but then you you know you just you keep moving and things change all the time so yeah I'm I think about like now you bring it up like darkroom days for me like it was such a relaxing place to be because you couldn't like it's not like you're going to be on your phone or anything even back then I don't even think yeah. I had a cell phone when I was first doing so it's like <laughs> now that I think it's like it's like the only place where you almost could turn off your brain there's no like like visual stuff you're just kind of focused exactly. on your thing. It's like a quiet place it's like I, I miss those exactly. times you know because nowadays it's sure. just like at least everyone I'm addicted to my cell phone I'll admit it that's like oh yeah I hate that I, I get mad at myself it's like a reflex and I'm like oh my god I literally have nothing like why am I checking Instagram right now I'm, I'm good you yeah. know or why did I just wake up and I'm, I hate that so yeah. much so yeah for real <laughs> and then and the excitement of like like me wondering if like what what it was going to look like and just waiting for it to like appear mm -hmm. you know it, it was such a cool thing and like did you come from like a creative family or like any artists in your family growing up or are you kind of like the the lone kind of creative artist for your family oh yeah no not even kind of um not at all definitely no artist I mean this is why it's like my journey was so long I feel like because I just not only where I grew up and then the family I grew up with just what I was surrounded by there just was I just wasn't exposed to so much, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it was definitely an on my own thing, which is why I think it took me so long and why I didn't go straight into it after high school at all. And I thought that I had to go like a different route, you know, after high school. And yeah, so it was just kind of a, a very long winded, like figuring out like how to do what you want to do, you know? Yeah, Cause I didn't have anyone in my family that, that did that. Like, Oh, I love this. I was passionate about this and I went for it. You know, yeah. I, I didn't have that example. What did you, you said you kind of didn't go straight into it after high school. What did you do after high school? So after high school, I just was like, okay, well, I, and it's a funny thing. It's like, my parents were never the type that were like, are you going to go to college or what's happening there? It was just kind of like a, every man for himself. Like that's, that's kind of dope though. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could go both ways. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Thankfully for me, it was kind of like, all right, well, it's all on me. Like no one's worried or asking questions or pressuring me. And, and I just always had this like thing inside of me where I was like, I have to do something that's like not normal and it's something cool. And, and, you know, I don't want to be like in this mediocre job and, and, and not happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then obviously because I was on my own, I was like, oh my God, I need to make money. Like what am I going to do? I'm out of school now. Like what do I do every day? Yeah. Um, and so actually my first job was as a mall photographer. Wow, that's like, awesome. 
Yeah, which is cool because it was like one of those ones where you're with like all those like Playboy Bunny backdrops and like, like all those like paintings. Sears. I think like Sears back in the day used to have oh, that. like cooler. But no, because it was like it was called Cover Shot, and it was like all those like all teenagers would come there because that was like the hot spot for like you to come with your boyfriend or for prom or for this because they had all these cool little like it's like those laser backdrops. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. those like funny you know old school <laughs> ones. And so I was the one like there, like shooting them and doing all this. And that was another thing that I was like, oh, that's so cool, you know? And, and it's funny because some, sometimes what I would get told is like, you're shooting too much because I would get there. You're like, like having the fun. Shots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they're so specific, you know, like, okay, uh, you know, pose them this many ways and it's about money for them. But I was yep. just like, oh, but this is so cool. Let's try this, you know? <laughs> so I started off downstairs at the mall working at that place. And then um, I moved upstairs which was like man i was like moving on up to this other place this new photo studio that had opened where they had sets which is so crazy oh, i thought it was i was like mind blown oh was, was it like, like was it like they had like the old western set and like stuff like yeah yes, yeah yes <laughs> yes the western set they had like this like window with the light coming through it set they had like a like three to four sets and then things that we could like mix it up and props yeah. So I was just like, oh my God, I am just, this is the coolest thing ever. And same thing she would tell me, like, you're shooting way too much. Like, just take a few shots and that. But that was super, super, super cool because, you know, I, but again, in that age, I just didn't know, like, well, what from here, you yeah. know? And, and I knew so little and I, and I just, I didn't even know about, like, what photo schools were out there. I just didn't know anything, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just figured, like, all right, well, this, I need to, I need to do something. I need to, like, live. So let me look into something and my neighbor growing up um she was an i one operator and so i always thought damn that's cool that's crazy i can only imagine what she goes through so that i decided you know what i'm gonna do that so then uh yeah so then after the from the photo studio uh that's what what my next job was yeah i was interested and in, because i read that somewhere that you're a 911 call operator it, it, it seems like it would be like an interesting job because you're this constantly engage with so many different people in the community and like obviously crazy stuff going on sometimes like how was that job did you enjoy it did you hate it like what do you like remember about it man there's uh, both i would say love it it was like a love and hate thing um i think i think it was like a combination of things it was like first of all i had never had a job where i was making any money so i was like what you know like this is crazy <laughs> me you know like especially because i was i was like the youngest one there i was 18 when i was going through background investigation and then by the time i they were finally hired me i was i had just turned 19. wow um so that was very nuts because like everyone there has been there like 15 plus years they're all like older women and or and a few men um but yeah i was just like the the young random girl like how did she get in here yeah <laughs> you know um but yeah so i i it was crazy like the background you have to do like a polygraph test a freaking they go to your house with a photo asking everyone what they know about you they went to every job i ever had like every ed just it's nuts because that like basically like when you have a job like that are you basically essentially like working for like the city or town that the station is based in pretty much or well, I, I applied to a few places, but I end up getting hired where I lived, Okay, which was really crazy because then you're like, all of a sudden you're getting calls for people, you know, oh, you know, and yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, you know, and you're just doing your job or, or all of a sudden you're just know so much about the city you live in that it's scary, Yeah, you know, because you're like, damn, I would have no idea that that went down there or that way. You just view your city like very, very differently. And it's a so very, really crazy. it's a very important job and you have to be on it. Cause it's like, 
I'm sure sometimes you probably got some really crazy calls where people are in like the worst spot in their life or like something's happening. I don't know. The house is on fire. Like they just got robbed exactly. or whatever. Like, like I read um, the tragic thing that happened in Buffalo, uh, the shooting at the grocery store a couple weeks oh ago, God, yeah. the 911 operator basically was getting frustrated with the caller because the lady was like whispering in the phone because the shooter was in the thing and she's like man why are you whispering and basically she hung up oh on God. her she ended up getting fired oh so yeah for cr- sure. so crazy but yeah it's such a it, i would imagine it's an interesting job it's very high pressure and very much like a you don't get to make mistakes mm-hmm. you know like here's your train and you have to train for so long too before you're like on your own but yeah it's that's the crazy part is it really and i always talk about this uh when people ask me about it it's like I already have like this. And then, well, this is the part that I don't talk about when I'm talking to like photo people usually yeah. is like my life experience, my growing up, I already had so much experience dealing with like chaos and like craziness. And I was the one that everyone went to for like some stability or for like to be neutral or to be like level headed. Mm-hmm. And so, which is why I think that in the first place I was able to, you know, get that job of, of cause they test you so much to make sure that you can handle it. They make you hear the absolute worst calls in the world that that have ever been taken to make sure that you are not going to fall apart, you know, like when, when they need you to. So it's been like a really great foundation for me in like, I can handle stress, multitasking that, you know, like that's just like the boot camp for that, you know? So it's like every time I talk to like a, a possible client or potential client and they're asking me about, they're like, Hey, I saw that you're like a 911 operator. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, man, so you must be like totally cool under pressure. And I'm like, yeah, actually. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like a nice way for that. People kind of know that that's like a, a skill set, you know, that I, that I have. Oh, definitely. I know for myself, like I had so many jobs before I was able to actually make a living from photography. Like I worked at retail stores and restaurants and all this stuff where you're dealing with this, the public uh, as customer service and stuff. And like it can get super frustrating because people are rude, but you have to be able to like deal with them and all that moving stuff. And I would imagine at least I know I, I learned a lot from that stuff that I think I've uh, brought into my photography. But like looking at your work, I think it's so interesting to me. It's so much different than what I do is like you're you're building sets and the type of shoots you do you can't do it by yourself there is a team involved in like all these projects you're doing like do you feel like you've always been comfortable this kind of like talking to people and this kind of managing those type of sets i i have thankfully and i think that's what attracted me to it you know i know that a lot of people i talked to too are like oh man like I like to just like, I'm alone wolf. I like to be on my own, you know? And I'm just like, man, I just love the excitement of it all. You know, like the chaos. And like, again, maybe it goes back to like how I grew up. I like a full house. I'm used to like energy, you know, like a lot of energy. And so to me, it's just comfortable, comfortable for me. And I think also because of the fact that like, I know what I want. I have like very strong instincts in like my taste, you mm-hmm. know, and my style and this. And so because of that, it makes me comfortable. Like, Oh, let me go talk to, Oh, let me go talk to wardrobe. Okay. Let's talk here. And I'm going to talk to wardrobe and I'm going to say, Hey, like, let, can I take you on set? Let me show you the colors we're going to look, we're going to use. Here's the lighting that I'm going to do. Can we together so that this can really, you know, all come together, pick out a color that might work best, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we do that. And then, you know, talk to, you know, the hair and makeup. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and just doing this whole collaborative, you know, piece, which is what makes it all come together. You know, you can, I, I believe me with all the shoots that I did, when I, you know, was trying to build a portfolio and you, when you don't have all the pieces, you know, or mm-hmm. the resources to, ha- to put together all the pieces, you just like learn to really appreciate having a team where everyone's passionate about their part. 
And yeah. I feel like it's a skill to be able, like something I'm still trying to get better at is like letting go of certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in the last few years, I started working with like retouchers that kind of do stuff for me. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I got to do it. Like, but then you realize like, oh, no, like if you find people that have their own strengths, people are better at than certain things than you are. The end result can be a stronger image or project, in, in my opinion. Right. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Especially retouching. Forget about it. I man. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not a strength of mine. I, I, I like know what I needed to know to get by and build my portfolio and do it myself, obviously, before I could, you know, had a budget for a retoucher or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. When everybody's like 100% into and passionate about their area, you know, their field that they're working on, and we're all collaborative, that's, that's I, that always gets the best result. Yeah, definitely. So once you like stop working as a, a call operator at the the uh, the nine one one thing, did you end up going to photography school or like how did you kind of start kind of going more towards the commercial stuff you do now? So when I was there, I was just like, like I said, I went from like hell yeah, like this is cool, and but it was more like of a like a check, like I did it, you know, yeah. like I proved myself, I got in there somehow because it's so hard to. Yeah. But then after a while, I was like, oh, but I think that's all it was is like. I wanted to prove that to myself, but not necessarily that this is what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And so even though I didn't know how I was like, you know what, like, I'm not happy. And of course, when I told a few people, they're like, are you kidding me? You're going to quit that job. Like you, that's, you're set, you're set, you know? Yep. And I'm like, I'm not set because I'm not happy. And, and, and I'd rather be back to being broke again than, than that, you know? Yep. So then I put, I literally put it in my resignation that I wanted to follow like my passion and, and I put that in there and I just know they all were just, I'm sure talking so much shit like, yeah, right. You know, like, see, you you know, you made a big mistake, you know, teenager, you know, and I'm just like, that's fine, you know? And so, um, after that, I decided like, I don't know how, but I got to figure this out because I just, it's calling me and that's the only thing I want to do, you know, and I'm willing to just do whatever I got to do and obviously be broke because of it. Yeah. Um, so then I started to look into schools um, and someone had told me about art center and I didn't, and I had briefly looked into it once when they had heard about it, but of course I just like looked at the tuition and I was like, yeah, right. And then moved on because I was like, it was just so far fetched, you know? Um, but then, like I said, after this, I just was like, all right, I don't know, but let me just look back into it again reach out to them, talk to them and just be like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so I did, I met with like a counselor and I was like, Hey, like, like legit, not just saying this, I have no support, no help, no financial. What can I do? I need to, I, I need to come here. Like, this is it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so she's like, well, let's just keep moving forward and, and, and see what, you know, what we can do. And obviously at that point, I didn't know what that meant, but I'm like, I think she thinks I'm hiding money, but okay, well, we'll just keep moving <laughs> forward. You know, <laughs> if she says so. And so like I turned in my portfolio, which I had made, um, I had, when I was working at the police department, I bought a camera and I bought, um, one light. Like, I don't even remember what brand it was, but it was just like one strobe. Um, and I just shot my whole portfolio for art center with that one light and like a friend of mine who was a makeup artist. And I just put together like all these shoots with again, like a random couch I found on the side of the road or like just all this random stuff, you know, from like my house or friends' houses and um, put that portfolio together, uh, went to art center and then got a scholarship. But then I was so, I'll never forget. I was so devastated because I got the call where they were giving me like the layout. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm still going to owe like thousands of dollars even after this scholarship, after the financial aid, all this stuff. And so I was just thinking, oh my God, all this and that's it. I can't go, you know? Um, And then somehow they found me more 
basically more money to kind of help me out. And, um, and thankfully I was able to go and continue like in that way, but art center, I mean, to me, it was because I know I thought about it so much and I was like, okay, is, do I need to go to school? You don't need to go to school for, to be a photographer, you know, but me, who I was as a person, I needed like, I need structure. I need structure. Plus I wasn't the type of person where like, I didn't grow up like, I don't know, some rich kids who have like cool friends and this access to this. And access, I had like, who do I know that even has like anything or lighting or camera that I could borrow? I didn't know anyone, you know, like that was doing anything like that. And even like, so, like at how that, am I going to get? Even at that point, did you have like any like were you looking at like uh, like photo books or magazines or like even like the history of photography at all? Or are you really just kind of like just shooting your own stuff? And was this kind of base level once you kind of went into school pretty much? I, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. When I first started Art Center, my mind was just like blown, like, because I was like, whoa, it made me realize how little I was exposed to because like, I had never really looked at photo books. I, I didn't really know like to do that, like, you know, how to do, yeah. how to do all that and research and look at these different photographers. Like I remember specifically like loving David LaChapelle you know, and it's like, of course I did. Of course, that's who I loved in the <laughs> beginning, you know, because it was just like, man, he does whatever he wants. Look at this crazy shit he's doing, you know, like, yeah. and I just thought that I was so cool. Like he gets these celebrities to do whatever he wants, you know, <laughs> like that's awesome. So, yeah, I, I would say like only when I got to Art Center did I really start to appreciate and understand like the like the history of photography and looking at different photographers and looking at photo books and really like immersing yourself in that way. Yeah, so that, prior to that, it was just kind of like my own random thing. Yeah, that, that's how I was. I went to photography school, but like I same thing. Like I, I started off shooting skateboarding, and that's the only thing I looked at. I didn't like I didn't know when I went to photo school. Like I didn't know who Richard Avedon was or like Mary Ellen yeah. Mark. Or I was like I didn't know who any I didn't know who any Leibowitz was. None of these people. So it was like yes, exactly. I, 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 don't, I don't know, but for me, like I feel like that's the main thing for for going to school. Like I know some people some people hate it, some people like it. But for me, it was like having the learning about the history of photography and being around other photographers. But for you, like, what do you think you kind of got out of like going to photo school mostly? Oh, man. Um, it was for me, the network was huge. You know, everybody says that, but it's like it was so true because, like I said, I, I wasn't surrounded by people doing like cool stuff or doing anything like and so all of a sudden I have friends that I can be like, oh, hey, let's do this together or oh, we can collab on that or just I would say a network. I would, the main thing is a resource to use all the lighting that I yeah. wanted. I mean, a man, I used to check out so much stuff. Like <laughs> every weekend it was me with a big reservation. And it was like, Oh, I'm here, you know, and like having to like dolly part out all my shit. Like, and so that was so cool to me because I'm like, where the hell else would I be able to just like have access to this, take it home, do what I want and try it out and learn and learn and learn in yeah. that way. You know? So that was huge for me. Like the network, the resources for the lighting and then being immersed in it with other people who are just as passionate. So it's always like that nice, like friendly competition where you want to do better. And, oh, yeah. You know, you, you know, it, it was just, it's so nice to kind of, and I, I just needed that. And I also just had like, how do you even become a photographer? Like who's going to tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like who am I going to ask questions that I have questions for? I just like didn't have that. And so I, I, it was huge for me, for me, you know, I know a lot of people are just kind of like, eh, I shouldn't have gone. It was so much money, but absolutely it was really really huge for me and what kind of work were you making like uh, like back then did you kind of have like a goal in mind for the type of work you wanted to do like obviously looking at your work now you do like entertainment some really cool like editorial stuff commercial stuff but like what was kind of your focus like type of work you're making early on in school 
well, let's see. It's crazy because right before I went, um, like my portfolio, it was, I could see how it's come like full circle. It never was like, oh man, that was so different what I used to do. But it's just like a very refined version of that um, mm -hmm. because I would always, I would always like, like for example, my friends were really, a few of my friends were really into like the pinup or like vintage scene. And so I was like, hey, they're glammed up already. Let me, you know, hit, hit up all these like pinup chicks and like do this. And, and then I would be like, so I would just like, I don't know, all these like dramatic theatrical type of type of photos and you know like let me take them out to the desert where it looks like there's all this crazy shit like it's so bad but it's funny because it, it it's still like a foundation of where what i still love oh hell know? yeah like <laughs> i think that's like how the thing is just like trying stuff because like yeah like, that's kind of yeah. a good point you made like like for someone starting out who's like trying to build a portfolio like how are you kind of finding like i think you mentioned you found the pinup uh models and stuff like that but like early on like before you're getting assignments like how are you finding subjects to photograph? Was it obviously your friends and how, how else were you kind of building that book? Oh man, in the beat. Okay, so before it was like Model Mayhem. Do you remember Model Mayhem? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hitting up people on Model Mayhem, my friends, like anyone that just was down, you know, like, or just like searching for people that I thought were like stylish. That was always my thing is like, okay, if you find someone who's stylish then that means that you can use their clothes, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, because where the hell am I? I didn't have a stylist, you know, or I used to go to thrift stores and like pull um, like a bunch of random clothes that I thought at least this will elevate it somehow, you know, even though it was not so much, but yeah. that's how I was doing, you know, where I had to be the stylist. I had to be the hair, the makeup. I mean, I used to literally do people's hair and makeup Damn. and pull, you know, clothes from thrift stores and then have, you know, go to my friend's house and like, oh, let's put this together, you know? Just every every kind of like hat obviously is what you do in the beginning, you know. And so that yeah, that's definitely something I was doing a lot. Yeah, of. whatever resource you have, use it. I used to find people. This is way back. I used to go on uh, MySpace because I was trying to photograph like musicians. Because yep. back in MySpace days, there was like tons of musicians would have like their music pages. So I remember I found like this dude who like played saxophone. And I like hit him up. I was like, hey, <laughs> let's do some photo. Came to the studio. So I was just like. That's that is the one cool tool about this is like you can reach out to like anybody. Yes. There's so much stuff in there. Like uh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It definitely opens the doors for 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 things like that. Yeah. And so once you got out of uh art center, like what do you do? Did you go straight to shooting or did you kind of go the traditional route? Like a lot of people go into assisting, or what was kind of your next move? I was assisting for sure. Um I started photo assisting and basically for, let's see, if I got a, I graduated art center December of 2014. And then from like then till like 2018, mm -hmm. I was assisting, I was assisting and shooting my own work, assisting and shooting my own work and, and just trying to kind of figure out like, how do you make this transition? If you don't have any money besides what you make as a photo assistant, how do you, you know, it's, inch over? How do you like tough. lean? Yeah. It's such a hard balance. And I just, especially as a photo assistant, so hard and, you know, you never know when you're going to get paid. And um, it was just, it was crazy. I started, thankfully, you know, I, I stayed pretty busy as a photo assistant. I work with some cool people. And then eventually I started to work with like only, only my friends um, for the most part, just, you know. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, because I was just really grinding on like always putting together a photo shoot for myself and then just building that portfolio consistently mm -hmm. you know um that was super 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 important for me so i kept doing that who, who are some of the photographers you assisted for uh coming up um damn 
I, I said, you should write that down because you're going to forget. You for, <laughs> I think I said, did you, did you work with like Usai? I did. I did work with Usai. I had like an internship there, um, which I'm not sure. Yeah. I had an internship there. Well, the cool part about that was like um, that I ended up, that's how I ended up, you know, assisting him, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was cool because that's when my first time experiencing being on set with celebrities. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, you know, that's <laughs> so cool. Like, I want to do that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just seeing them right there, you know, and I think that's kind of a big weird part about like why I even had an interest in shooting celebrities. It was like this, this thing of like these people who are just, idolized or seen a certain way and yada yada you know like and I want them to to be able to you know be collaborative with me like you know like people who are well some are artists you know yep and I thought how cool would that be to be able to kind of be collaborative with with people who are on that level you know of of their of, of their work or their art you know and it's like obviously you shoot celebrities like now like is it something that still excites you now or is it not quite as exciting as it once was like when you first got into it or Oh no, it stays very, very exciting. Very yeah. cool. And it's always like cool when I'm like, oh my God, like who is it gonna be when someone's like, oh, we have someone, are you available to send? I'm like, who? Yeah. You know, because there's always some like, it's either that it's cool because of something they're doing or something that I respect, or it's that like, oh my God, I used to listen to your music, you know, like when I was this age or, oh man, you know, there's just all these like connections of like young me mm-hmm. and everything I went through to get where I'm at that is like, dang that's cool now you're the one like photographing this person you know like so it's just always every every time it's always super exciting for me yeah because you did a cool uh like shoot for i think it was entertainment weekly it was there it was like promoting the new batman movie with uh was it robert pattinson and then what's the woman's name zoe kravitz. Uh, yeah zoe kravitz um it looks like you kind of built like a whole set for that shoot like i was just kind of curious like i think it was for a cover right yes and like yeah it was with a shoot like that, like, is that all your creative idea or does the magazine kind of give you input on like what it, they want it to look like or, or how does that kind of all come together with that shoot? So for that one, um, which is actually like a, a crazy one. Um, first, I was so pumped because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get to shoot like Batman and Catwoman. How yes. cool is that? You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like that's a classic, like solid. So um, they reach out to me. And at that time, it's always it's always different with every magazine. Like it's very, especially with editorial really often. And then because of what I do, a lot of times they'll say like, oh, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And then I'll kind of come up with some ideas and they're like, oh, yeah, great. You know, let's go that direction um, with them. They specifically had like a few concepts in mind. Um, but it turns out that like it, it was so fast paced. They had a few concepts in mind. We were waiting for approvals on it because my set designer, um, was like, we got to get things rolling, you know? And I'm like, yeah. So I was like on them, like, Hey, like, these are some pretty big builds, you know, yep. what's going on. And it turns out they were like, Hey, like it didn't get approved by one of their teams, their, their concepts. They're like, so we got to think of something else. Can you jump on a call right now? And I'm like, yeah. And it's just like the most, it's like the craziest thing to jump on a call and be like, all right, think of an idea right now. Yeah. And that's like, the, yeah, uh, Cause you, you <laughs> put all your time and effort into this one idea. Like, I don't know yeah. if you can say, but like, what is it like, I guess you don't have to say this particular shoot, but when someone like shoots you down on an idea, what is it generally like? Is it be- because like I can see like because your type of work, it's very like cinematic looking. It's very uh, beautiful portraiture, but it's never like it's never like uh, like certain photographers use comedy and want them want the celebrity to do like some right. weird thing, which is not what you're doing. So I'm always I'll be I was surprised to hear like they would shoot you down for like one of your ideas. Well, here's the thing. 
it was the magazine's idea and it's actually exactly what you're saying. It was too interactive for them. They didn't want to do the actions that the magazine wanted them to do. Got it. You know, and I actually thought, oh, this is cool because when you do a motion cover, my goal has been like, I would love to do one. Not that there's anything wrong with like, just like the cool stare, you know, but I was like, I would be cool to do something that actually has like a, like a little scene, like a short scene of, of, of something happening, you know, yeah. versus just them looking at camera. So I was looking forward to possibly doing what they had, what the magazine had pitched. Um, but like, I guess, like I said, one of the teams was just like, we don't want them to have to do that action. So then that's when the magazine was like, hey, can, let's jump on a call. Let's figure something out. And I'm like, okay. And so one of the magazine's ideas was a lounge. Mm-hmm. And it was like, in their reference, it was like two chairs um, and then like a table. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't we just elevate this idea of a lounge, you know, and, and make it like this bar and, and I can make it feel like, you know, I was like, I want it to feel like Gotham or like this or like that, you know, like something cool and dark and moody, but still like sexy and romantic. Um, and so they're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go forward. And anyhow, there just was a bunch of back and forth. But the point is that the day before uh, the shoot, everything changed and the bar shoot, the bar set only got approved one day prior Jesus. so we had one day to prep for what you saw for that set and so i was like on the phone with my set designer i'm like hey dude like i know this is so much pressure and i know that you know we could easily just revert to something simple i was like but you already know like no one's gonna know the story no one's gonna know the timeline no one's gonna know anything all that they're gonna know is the end result mm-hmm. you know i was like and we're shooting freaking Batman and Catwoman, like we have to do something cool, you know, yeah. like we can figure this out. I know we can, like we've done crazy shit. He's been working, I've been working with him since like, I, we're actually best friends from high school. Yeah. So I've been working with him forever and I'm like, we've done this, let's just make this happen. And like, all right. So we started to like, just back and forth on the phone, like just go, and I'm like, how about if it, how about if things are like overgrown and, and that would add to like, kind of like the dark versus it, look, I, I was like, I just don't want it to look like a sleek, a sleek, cool bar that's just your standard like hip, bar yeah it needs to feel dark it needs yeah. to feel it has some you know element of like darkness like yeah because you know. because that do, do you, like for that because obviously the photo shoot is all it's promoting the movie that's like why they're doing the shoot so exactly. do, will you look at like the promo for the movie because obviously that if anybody saw the new batman it's a super dark gritty movie do yeah you take that into consideration when you're doing your own work being that it's being used for promoting that or like do you even look at those type of the type of work that they made i guess Absolutely. I mean, I watched all, all I could watch was the trailers, mm-hmm. you know, which is hard. But I was like watching the trailers. I was looking um, at like previous just still I was just looking at all of that I could find research. And that's usually what I do for any subject. I'm like researching them a bit, see what kind of stuff they've done, see what what movie or what it is that they're promoting right now and how I can tie that in, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in, in some way, whether it's like subtle or very, very deliberate. Uh, but for this, I was like, man, like, I just, I really wanted to feel like somewhere in Gotham, yeah. you know, like, let's, let's make it moody and dark and still, and, you know, still have like that romantic, you know, like tension involved in it. Um, and so, yeah, thankfully we, we pushed and with our one day prep, we got that together. That's, and that's wild. You had it. one day to like basically switch off your other idea, build a new set. And then you had to probably obviously rethink your lighting and everything. And then on top of that, it was a. Uh, it was like still photos, but then also a motion component to it. So you had to like, that's a, that's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean the whole time I'm just like texting my DP. Thank God. He's like the coolest, like go with the flow guy. And I'm just like, my bad scratch this set. Oh, okay. And I'm like, give me a second. 
updating like my bad we're actually gonna get you know x that one and now we're doing this one i was yeah. like i'll give you a updated like updated yeah. references in a second you know it was just like all day of just like craziness and and making that come together but i was actually really and and i'm not i'm so hard on myself i'm like one of those people who's always like i should have maybe this that the other but like that one i felt like i was like really happy about how it looks and how it turned out that's awesome uh, yeah, it came out really yeah. good. And uh, people can go check it on your Instagram. You posted all the video and stuff. And then the stills, it came out really cool. Um, and I guess like when you're starting out, like the hardest thing is like getting your name out there, finding clients. Like obviously, like like me, you were an assistant for a while. And then you're trying to break out on your own. Like how did you kind of first start like finding clients and kind of getting your, your name out there, I guess? Um, I think... I would say just from the, okay. So what I would do is I was, like I said, I was doing shoots all the time. So then I was putting it on Instagram. Right. And then when I would do a shoot, I would have like, I didn't have a ton of emails and names. Cause I didn't know also, like I was trying to figure out and do that whole, like, how do you find everyone's email? Yep. You know, like that whole, <laughs> how does that even work? <laughs> um, and so like, thankfully, like I said, I've had like a lot of friends who were just like super giving and helpful and like, Oh, Hey, like do you have this person's email or this magazine's email. Um, and they like hooked me up or whatever. And so I would, I would write my, write an email to like, however many people and first intro myself. And then the next time I emailed them, cause of course I was like, I'm not going to hear nothing. And that's fine with me. Like, that was like what I told myself, you know, I didn't want to, that's be, like, a good attitude. Out. Cause that's a good attitude. Cause so many people like they, I, like they'll email someone once and then they like, don't hear something back and they get defeated. But it's like, oh, yeah. you, you, I've heard I, that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But you got, it's like, I don't know. I, it's kind of like a, a weird way to like look at photography, but I always kind of view it like this way in a sense, obviously it's like an art, but there is like a business sales component to it. And you have to like market yourself and continually like network. It's not fun or like sexy stuff, but it's like this part of the thing. And it's like, I, I feel like you have to have real tough skin. Like I, I almost enjoy it now. I got some editors I've been emailing for 10 years and I'm like, I've already had in my mind. I'm like, I'm never giving up. Like I'm never giving up. <laughs> like, I don't care. You trust me. You might as well just hire me now because I don't care. <laughs> pretty much. I love that. I love that. And it's true though, because I, I guess I trip out because I realize that, yeah, I realized through like conversations about like this, that I'm like, oh yeah, people do get bummed out, you know? And not that I've never got bummed out, but like, I, like I said, my mindset from the get-go was like, I already know how this goes. Like I'm a newbie, my portfolio's getting there, but it's not there. I already know, you know, like, cause I, I don't have all the resources to kind of get to the next level, especially with how I want to shoot, you know, mm -hmm. because I want to shoot with sets. It's like, if you don't have the budget and the team, like it's so hard to make that look like a high production level shoot, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I was just, I would do a shoot email and then, you know, to intro myself first, then the next email would be, which is, which was nice and, and an easy way to stay persistent mm -hmm. was every time I did shoot, it would be out email those same people, but at least I had something to offer. Hey, you know, if you have a second, take a look, just did this shoot, boom, link, you yeah. know, and then, and just do that every time. And then at some point, like if I got like a response, then I would ask for like, Oh, I'd love to come in for a meeting. You know, can we, and I'd ask for a meeting and just like slowly would do that, but just consistently was just like, I'm here, yeah. you know? <laughs> And the other thing Here's people got realized is like I, I it took me a while to realize this. 
But even when I email an editor, if they don't respond, it doesn't mean they didn't look at your work. Because I've had that a bunch exactly. of times where I've been emailing them, never got a response. And then I ended up getting the assignment. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been looking at your stuff for a while. Like, And you're like, okay, exactly. it actually works. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's uh, so true. I mean, it's so true. The, the things that people sometimes know about me or mention, and I'm like, oh, crazy. You know, like they're watching. Yeah. You know, if you're persistent enough and you're, and you're really passionate, like people are paying attention. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and and so it just makes all the difference to just show them like I'm and that's what I told myself, like, that's fine. You know, everyone's going to ignore me, um, but I'm just going to keep going. And then I did this um, personal project, which was about uh, people of color in the creative arts. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say when that came out and I posted that, that's when finally all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, I have this project. I, and I love that shoot that you did, you know, and it was like referencing that project. Um, and they'd say like, oh, can we, you know, let's do something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, finally someone's, you know, like they're seeing me <laughs> paying attention. But if you look back, it's like all these shoots that I had done just to get like, you know. Oh noticed. yeah. Takes a long time. Yeah. And like, yeah. like who are like some of the first clients you started working with once you kind of started working? Um, Hollywood Reporter was like the first one, which is funny because it was like stuff that didn't at all obviously wasn't relevant to my work, but it was just like, go shoot this museum. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, like you're, you're trusting me with that. Let's do this. You know, like, I know it. You're just trying to see if I'm normal and can handle this process and get my photos in on time. Like I'm going to show you, like, we're good. Yeah. So that's the, you know, the attitude that I always tried to have with it versus like, I know like sometimes some, some, some people feel some type of way about like, like this is not even want to shoot you know but i was just like yeah, everyone the, needs to trust it's their job you yeah know? exactly like, they're not going to take a risk on you they're not going to throw you the cover like on the first go like they, they want to <laughs> see how you interact like if you're if, whatever like if you're going to be professional like you said like turn your stuff yeah. in on time whatever so all like, across the board which what people are like to work with you know because that's such a such a big thing that people talk about all the time is like man it's like you have to also be you know likable and easy to be around for long days and and handle stress probably you know like be good at handling stress otherwise it's like tension you know there's just all these like elements i think that that as an editor i I imagine myself like well of course if i have to hire someone that means i'm going to hang out with them i'm going to be there with them you know i want it to be i've always i always heard that in school like they want it they want to be able to be around you for long days you know like you got to be someone who can kind of go with the flow and you got to be patient like you said like you had that shoot with entertainment weekly where you had everything you had your idea you guys were already like working on it and then at the last minute they like switch up and like i'm sure some people could get frustrated kind of like lash out and get angry but then it's like no like if you want to be in this long term you got to be patient and you got to be able to be like all right no big deal i'll work with you and yeah. we'll figure it out like that's like yeah the- it is, i mean it, it's true and it is what it is right and then all it is is like some like cool story to tell later like man you know what went down on that shoot you <laughs> yeah. know like i was crazy <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know and that's ultimately what it is it's like getting and that's the way i think like i said it's just like thankfully it's helped me in like how I deal with like life. Like it is what it is. What's the solution here? Like, let's talk about the solution, mm-hmm. you know? And like, what can I do? Like, cool. And it's funny because actually um, I get, I've gotten that compliment a few times from editors. Like, man, you handle like you were, this was so hectic and like you were so calm under pressure. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's cool that they like notice or that that's something that matters. Oh yeah, definitely. And then like in terms of like the style of your work, like obviously when I look at your work, it feels like very cinematic. You obviously love color and uh, uh, lighting is a big element of what you do. Like, have you always kind of enjoyed uh, the technical lighting aspect of photography and like did it take you a while to kind of like uh, craft your style or aesthetic, you think? I think lighting was absolutely always the intrigue. 
of in photography because I would like, like I said, I didn't look at photo books, but I would look at magazines, mm-hmm. you know, like I would go to Barnes and Noble or something and look at magazines like way back in the day. And I just thought like, how do they do this? You know, that looks so cool. It looks so cool. Um, so that is, I feel like was something that always intrigued me, which is why like, you know, at art center, it was like, all right, well, here we go. Like I got to figure out how the hell do you do this? And how do I, how do I make what's in my mind happen? You mm-hmm. know, like, how do I make that happen? And Oh my God, I have the best, friends and um, people around me because I'm not gonna lie like on my shoots we would have like all day all day long they would they would last so long because I would just be lighting you know by myself yeah yes and changing and this and mm, no and they're like it looks cool and I'm like no no and changing (laughs) it so it's like literally an ongoing joke like oh god a Giselle shoot is gonna be like 14 hours you know like and then she's gonna put up like two photos yeah you know and it's true and I'm so thankful that I had so many people who were like down for the you know, for the collaboration and the, and, and the passion projects, because it's, it is how I learned, you know, like I just was just lighting by myself and trying and trying and trying and trying until I saw what I envisioned, Mm. you know, and like figuring and figuring that out. So yeah, that aspect is definitely something that always excited me and still does. And no matter how much I do it, there's so much more to learn. Like even when, even when like, like me and my, my first assistant, who's a really good friend of mine, um, Jeremy, we'll talk all the time about like, man, like what happened there? Like, why was that so hard right now to light? Like you, we've done this, you know, like, and we'll have a plan and we'll have a plan and we'll talk about the plan before a shoot. Like, Oh, here's what I'm thinking. He's like, how do you feel about this? We'll go back and forth. Oh, maybe this modifier, maybe that, because I want this. you know, like we'll go back and forth with that. And then we get onto set and it's just like, just everything's different <laughs> well, oh yeah you know like because every environment every space every the height of the ceiling that changes you know what changes everything you know yeah. like or or even especially working with gels it's just so like to me anyway like temperamental like everything's so like oh well you have to use that modifier because the otherwise the color is gonna this if you go too bright you're gonna lose a color we gotta go darker but how do we make it deeper but brighter you know? <laughs> it's just yeah. like this crazy thing um but i love it and it keeps it exciting and 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 him as well he's even told me i was like dude sometimes i'm like dude i'm sorry like that was such a like <laughs> stressful shoot you know like that was rough there for a second he's like honestly he goes honestly it's like what keeps it fun for me he's like is, is there's all we're always learning we're always trying like you know figuring yeah, trying new out yeah trying new stuff because i know i definitely had times where i found myself this kind of like all right here's my lighting setup i'm doing a portrait and this is what i do but i, I don't know about you but like sometimes i felt like I was like in a rut and I was like, I just got to like try something different. It might not work, but like whatever, I'll throw the snoot on or mess with some grids or whatever you're saying. Like, so even at this point in your career, you're still kind of like finding new ways to light and trying to try new things every time. Absolutely. I mean, we do have like a pretty like generalized, like this is what we usually do for this and this and this, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's always still some new, you know, like problem to solve you know Mm -hmm. like oh this time exactly what you said you know it's like oh well this time i was thinking we do it a little bit differently and we're like okay we'll do this for that and then we're like why isn't that just working (laughs) why didn't it just you know like and so and we just i've learned so much because of it um obviously and and i just i love it but yeah absolutely i'm just constantly learning um and and love 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 to light and and do you have like a process like when an assignment comes in do you have like a way you like to pre- prepare? Like I know some photographers do like mood boards, they'll do treatments. Like, like how do you kind of like organize yourself? Like once you, wh- that assignment comes in to like what you're going to do. Yeah. 
I think the first thing I usually do is a mood board because it's like, I think what I've learned um, is if there's too many ideas available, which they're always, you know, if I'm, if I'm letting it go to, then I'm just going to go be all over the place. Mm -hmm. But if I say like this, I've done my research, let's say I'm shooting a portrait and I've done my research on this person. This is what I think would be cool or the color palette or the lighting or something like that. Um, so then I'll hone in like a group of references that will help me keep within that realm so that I'm still able to play in, but at least not play where, where I'm going one, you know, all over the place and, and changing the lighting. Like, Oh, this is not working. Let's change. It's always this like within this space, this is the vibe, this is the tone, you know? Um, and, and that's so yeah, mood board first. And then I will talk to like my first about like what, I, what I'm thinking. I'll send them lighting references and we'll go back and forth um, in conversation about like how we can execute that and what I think and what he thinks. Um, and then we'll have like a lighting diagram, you know, prepared for that. And yeah, and then we just go, we go from there. And then on set, obviously that's when, you know, you make these decisions like, oh my God, it's inevitable that like one light won't go off and we're like, oh my God, that's cool. Hold on, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. you know, let's try that. And that's just like always, always something that happens. So that's something that we play with too. So yeah, it's, it's super, super cool. But that's usually like how I, how I handle the yeah, process. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, cause like one shoot I was interested in talking to you about, like, I think you just posted it on your Instagram. You did like some key art for a new Netflix show. I think it's called first kill. Um, yeah. really, it came out really nice. I was just kind of curious, like, how do you approach those shoots? Like when you're shooting a key art, is it a different approach than when you're shooting editorial work? And like, how, how is it kind of working on that project? The first kill stuff you did. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, with key art, you know, of course they, it's like, they have, thought through every single aspect of everything and they're like here's for the most for the most part mo most more often than not and they're like here's what we're thinking you know like and here's what we're thinking here's what we want you to execute so a lot of times there's just kind of like already something that I'm like all right this is what I what what they're looking for you know from me and a lot of times I would say the difference between editorial and that type of work is it feels like it just feels like editorial. I, I got to put all the hats back on. Mm -hmm. And then with like key art, I'm like, Oh, I got like all this support. Oh, we got a this budget. Year. We got, we got, you a know, budget. Like, we, wait a minute. <laughs> we good today. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm not like crazy all day texting and calling and this you and got that, support. You, know, like, you got a producer. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. what's great. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm confused. I remember saying this exactly. I was like, wait, this is like a bigger, like not necessarily that shoot, but like one of my first key art shoots where I was like, this is like a, the, one of the biggest shoots I've done, yeah. but this is like the less, not like stressed I've been, but like time. I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, you know, like it's the harder. It? Yeah. That's a weird thing. It's like the advertising <laughs> stuff or whatever is like way it's hard. Those jobs are harder to get, but then once yes. you get there, you have more resources. So yes. it's like backwards. So it's like, if you can fight exactly. through the editorial, the editorial, you're good. <laughs> exactly and that's why i was like so confused i'm like this is weird i should feel like i should be like making 100 calls and pulling all this i was like but instead like everything's being taken care of yeah and i just gotta like execute this you yep. know like and then i just gotta tell them what i need and cool you know like we, we don't have to like struggle and jump through hoops and try to figure out how to make this happen mm -hmm. you know and, and that's yeah so it's it's different in that sense which is crazy and and but it's why i like love doing both you know it's like everybody of course like I wanted that was like a goal you know was doing like entertainment and and key art stuff and things like that and these big jobs but I still will always love the editorial grind of you know and it just feels like it's like 
now it makes me feel like I'm just like let loose for the editorial. Like, what do I want to do? You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just like I just like shooting. You know, any anyway, editorial, commercial, whatever. Just keep the train rolling. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just keep let's just keep rolling, and it's just cool because it's just like it mixes it up. You know, a mm. lot. So it's really really cool in that way. Yeah, and then I also I saw like um, I think you're represented by Walter Shump- Shumpert. Is that what it's called? Uh, the agency. Walter Shumpert Management. Yeah. Yeah. This is like I always talk to a lot of photographers about this. Like, when did you kind of know you you were ready for rep? Like, why did you want to partner with the rep? And like, I guess what were you kind of looking for when you kind of partnered with them? I guess. You know, it's crazy. It was like such a long journey, and that um, for that as well is when I first started, like it was when I first started to like shoot a lot and get hired for a lot of things. And my, my career kind of started rolling. I started getting like hit up by a lot of agents and, you know, like for meetings. And then I was also reaching out to people, you know? Um, so in early on, I feel like the early on thing is like, Oh, I want an agent. Cause then, then I'll be legit, you yeah. know, like you just want one, you know, like you don't even necessarily, or me, I, I was just like, you just have this like assumption of what it is to have an agent, yeah, you know? And, um, and so in the beginning, like early on, before I was like really taking off, like consistently, I was, I had that mindset. And then once things started rolling and I started meeting with different people, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is so different. Everybody is so different. It's it's like, everyone has a different take, a different approach, a different way that they handle things. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more that I met with people, the more that I started to be more particular you know, and I'm glad that I never just jumped in just because, you yep. know, um, I decided to hold off and kind of like take my time and keep doing what I was doing because thankfully, um, my work was progressing on its own, like on me on my own, you know, I was able to start getting bigger jobs and I was kind of doing it. And it was something that I also did want to experience for myself before going with an agent is like doing from start to finish, you know, like, oh my God, like my first key art job, I didn't have an agent. I yeah. was, so it was just me. So, yeah, you know, so you're, you're that. yeah, you're all, you're doing all the creative, but then you're also handling all the business side. You're doing the estimates. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah, yeah. So stressful and crazy. Like that's that's the part that stresses me out. It's scary because you're just like sending in numbers. Like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah know it's a happen. it's a like, song and dance. Like having to be able to ask for more money and like really being like, hey, this is yeah. why we need this and push for whatever it is. And it's like it's like. uh I don't know. For me, it took me a long time to be able to like ask for more. Like, cause you're always just like, I don't want to lose a client. But then, it, yes, and, of course. But then it's like, no, you got to stay in business and you got to ask for what you need. Like, yep, it, yep, it's exactly. It's yeah, and and you know, and that's what you learn as a young photographer too. Is like you're you're just like so glad to get the job. That's all that matters, you know. And then you slowly start to realize like, oh, I should you know get what I need properly, and so mm-hmm. I can do this properly. And anyhow, so as far as the ages go, I started meeting with a bunch, and um, it just didn't feel right to me like either I was being like I even had like like a lot of like random backhanded stuff said to me like oh you're lucky you got that job or you're the and I'm like lucky what do you mean like what (laughs) like yeah like I literally was it was like an it was just obviously I'm not gonna say yeah yeah, yeah. but like it was just um an agency that continuously told me how I hadn't done anything yet and I was like, okay, I feel like I've worked with some pretty big clients, but that's fine. I'm, 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 I'm a hard worker. Like I know I'm early on. Yeah. I know I'm early on. That's but, you know, just, I'm here that's just I'm, like I'm so arrogant on their behalf to like say that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Ugh. I just remember always feeling like shit after I talked to them, and I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not right. There's no way that this is how it is. You know, like there's no way. They this almost think it should be. And now I view those things like because whenever I've obviously had meetings like that when you're meeting with a client or whatever. 
and then you realize you're like showing your book or whatever it might be. But then you, I, I realized like after I left the meeting, I'm like, ah, oh, awesome. Like those people let me know, like, I actually don't want to work with them. Like, cause like yeah, you, don't, you don't mess exactly. with them. And there's like a million other clients you can work for. It's like, you're not going to get along exactly. with everybody. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly. Brutal. Yeah. And then it's such a, it's such a like close, it's supposed to be anyway, like such a close relationship that you're mm. like marrying into, yep. you know, if you really, you know, if, if they're really into and, and, you know, being active as your agent, it's just some, someone that you're going to deal with all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I just, so I just like from seeing that it was either like stuff like that, or it was someone who was just more like, I knew that I would be on the back burner if mm-hmm. I joined this agency. And I'm like, I don't want to be on the back burner. I'm too hungry for this to mm-hmm. be on the back burner. Like, what's the point of me then doing that? I should just continue on my own, you know? And so there was a lot of that, or, you know, it, there was just a lot of that. And then as far as um, how I knew, like now, like I said, it took me so long. And then I met with um, my agent, Brian from Walter Schupfer. And it was like, he's pumped on my work. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like that's where it's supposed <laughs> he's inv- to be. Yeah, right? he wants, he's invested in it. Like his, exactly. your success, your success is his success. It's like. Exactly, exactly. And so that's what felt really great. I felt like he was just as motivated as me for where I wanted to be. Like, I was just so like, anytime I talk to an agent, like, what are you looking for? Where are you at? You know? And I'm just like, I am just like, I'm the, t- I will shoot what I need to shoot. I want to keep, you know, for myself or whatever I need to do. How do you need, want me to market myself? I just need some more guidance. I feel like to be able to, to take the next step or to mm-hmm. move forward or, you know, just like a, another, someone who's just like the expert in that area that can help me kind of like, you know, take the next level, take it to the next level or whatever. Um, and so with him, it was just like, he was excited about my work. He believed in, he genuinely believed in me, you know, whereas I, I didn't necessarily feel like that with everyone, you know, it was more just like, oh, you're doing well. So we're going to keep you like around, but we'll see, you know? Um, and I'm like, oh, that's okay. You know, like I'll just keep going and I'm going to connect with somebody who's like pumped. And so that's like basically what it was is he was so genuine and so motivated. And we were just this like, so we worked together for a few months, which I did with a few agents, you know, where you kind of like do Temp a few rep. jobs together. Yeah. See how the flow goes. And so we did that and it just was like really great. And I love that I could talk to him like a person, you know, like not just all business. We could just talk and be real. That was something too, where I was like, yeah, it's business, but it would be great if I can also have like a decent relationship, you know, where I can feel comfortable with them. Yeah, you, you, know, tr- like, you trust them because you're you're giving them yeah. like a large percentage of every job. So that's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. because trust me, I'm sure you've heard the stories. There's pl- not that all reps are bad. There's plenty of great reps. I'm not trying to knock reps, but there's definitely I've had friends who've like had the situation where like they were doing jobs and their 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 agent was uh like um adding line items to their billing and stuff and Ooh. then pocketing money and like all types of dirty shit like that. Not that it happens to everybody, but like. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. You got to be able to trust the people you're going into business with. It's definitely, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one. Exactly, exactly. Because, like, <laughs> what are you hoping? Like, when you partner with your rep, what are you hoping they bring to the table? Is it you're looking for them just to kind of be on the ground, helping market your work more, this helping with the negotiations more? Like, what is it like you're hoping they're gonna help you with? So I would say, so it's a combination of things. One, thank God that they can deal with the no- negotiations now. Because mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's just so like, oh God. you know, Good, co- good cop, bad cop. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, they, and they know, and they can feel confident. And this is what we should be getting. And this is, you know, whereas that was always something like, I would ask like a hundred different friends of mine and to kind of find a medium for what I thought was a good rate for something, you know, and that's how I went about it. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's like with photography, as you know, like 
every job's so different. There's so many different like elements that there's not just like, this is how much that costs, yep. you know, it's just like all in the air. And so it's nice to have that side of it, um, you know, have support in that area, of course. But as far as like everything else, it was for me, for me, it was, man, I want somebody that I could just bounce off of like, hey, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Because you know how this works from this side. Like, what do I need to do so that I can get this type of job or this client? Or how do I reach out to that? Or what's the norm for this? You know, even just like, sometimes I just ask them like random questions, like, Hey, like, um, you know, like what's the norm for, for the, for the thank yous? Like, should I this or should I that? Or like, or do you, you know, just all these random questions that I had that like, who, who else am I going to ask besides like, you know, photographers like me who are doing what they think is best, but you know, it's nice to talk from like a different client side almost, you know, where they mingle with the clients, you know, and they know the norm or how things work or what maybe is best. So there's a lot of stuff that I bounce off of him in like how I handle, um, you know, myself or clients after a job or during or whatever. Um, there's that. And then, yeah, just like the marketing, it's nice that like I can market myself as well as I have like a backer who's like also pushing. Yeah. It's another, it's another marketing tool. And I think I, I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, but this is what I've come to the terms with of like, like having a rep and whatnot from talking to so many people is that I think I view a rep. It's just another marketing arm of your business. It's like some people market their work on workbook.com, like the advertising site or AdEdge or Wonderful Machine or like whatever these platforms are that help you get your work out there. An agent is kind of part of the same thing. They're, they're out there. They're trying to network and try to help you get more jobs and market yourself more. And I feel like Absolutely. from talking to so many people, like when you're younger, you're like, oh, I get a rep. They're going to help me get help me get jobs. And I don't think that if I'm talking to so many people, it's probably not that it's like, yeah, they can help you market your work, hopefully line you up with some more um, meetings or uh, people they know. But at the end of the day, it's still your work and your personality being able to nail those jobs. Do you think so? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Because although although thankfully, um, my agency has been able to put me in front of clients that that I've gotten jobs like from, which is great. There's also a lot of like a lot of times what I've been doing a lot lately is like meet and greets mm-hmm. is like, you know, we'll do a Zoom and it's just like, oh, I'm going to meet with this studio or with this this person so that I can. And like you said, it's like it's only up to me at that point. You know, they yep. can only do so much. You know, I yep. have to have the work to back it myself and the way I speak and the way I talk about my work and, you know, my workflow that's going to really, you know, take it all the way you know but yeah. it is it's so great to have those resources especially because you know they also have those contacts that you know they can just you know they mingle within the, that circle you know yeah. and i don't have those friends yeah <laughs> you know so it's nice it's been nice for to have someone who believes in me so much to be like hey like i know these people um and that i can put your name and your work in front of and that's something that i was like damn like it was just a matter of them knowing I exist, mm-hmm. you know, and me not knowing how to get them to know I exist. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so there's like that element that's super, super great. And another thing you kind of touched on it, like when you're doing these like meet and greet type meetings, when you're just kind of like trying to talk to new people, share your work. I find that is like, I realized from when I was assisting, like the photographers that I work for, that were like the most successful. They're, they're really good at like talking about their work and describing it to people. Like, is that something you've always been comfortable with? Like when you're doing these meet and greet meetings, because at the end of the day, you're basically trying to sell yourself to this person, describe your work. Like, how do you approach those meetings? Because it is, I find it's a difficult thing, especially when you're each person you're meeting with, especially on Zoom, different personalities, different yeah. things they like, don't like. 
like how do you approach that those type of meetings i guess you know it's crazy i would say that i know where my weaknesses are like in that sense like i would say through zoom and in this situation I'm okay and comfortable talking about my work because I'll put together like a presentation and it's just giving me these jumping off points to like tell stories or explain something. And that just gives me that like format that I, that I need to make sure to hit all the points that I feel are important to tell, you know, that specific client or whatnot. So I feel like in that sense, um, it is important. And, but I absolutely have dealt with where like, I'm on a zoom with like a bunch of people and it's so silent that yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a little bit uncomfortable. And, and no one's saying anything because everyone doesn't want to talk over each other or me. And, and you got to keep everyone's attention. It's like, <laughs> yes. it's tough. Like. And I'm just like, or I say something and then there's like no reaction. So it's like, okay, you got to like power through the fact that like, I'm like, wait, this is zoom. This is how it goes. Like yeah. maybe they're not, you know, it's just like a weird feeling to, for it to be so like dead silent. Oh like, yeah. I remember a meeting that I had with like a very big a meet and greet, same thing with like a very big client that I'm like really want to work with. And they're just like, we got on the Zoom and it was just like, all right, well, go ahead, Giselle. And I'm like, okay. And they didn't even like <laughs> intro everybody, you know, like nothing. I was just like, all right. And there's just like so many people on this call, you know, and I'm like, damn. And then the whole time everyone's muted and like, you know, and some people aren't even showing themselves. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh my God, I need someone to like beat off of or something. Yeah, it's tough. It's I, I had one, I was going to show my portfolio at ESPN at the headquarters. This is right before COVID, like at their office. And oh, cool. I just had an appointment to meet with one photo editor. And I thought that's all I was meeting with was one person. And then as soon as yeah. I got there, they're like, oh, yeah, we got the whole team like in the conference room. And I, I like oh, I, my mind was not wrapped around this. At the beginning. <laughs> so it's like 12 people oh, like in God. a big conference room. And then they threw my work up like on the screen. And I had to be like, like, OK, go. And it was just like, like you said, kind of similar oh, thing God. where you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> here we the, go. The, 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 but those those experiences are, are tough. But I feel like it's a good learning thing. And then the next time you get thrown in something like that, it's just easier. Yeah, I feel like I thankfully um, don't have too much of a problem like speaking in front of people or speaking mm -hmm. in front of like I've even like gone and talked at like art center sometimes or like, yep. you know, or random, random things. And I do it not only because it's it just because it's like practice, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and now I've done like enough meetings where I, I am OK, but it's still always just going to get me like when there's like no reactions, no nothing to feed off of or whatever. Yeah. But I would say something that I was going to say, like that I do need to work on is when I'm on set, I'm so thinking about the lighting and the technical aspects of everything. And I just want everything to be perfect that sometimes I was like, I, I, I will later critique myself and I'm like, man, I really could have connected a lot more with the subject, but I was just yeah. so trying to get the lighting and everything so perfect, you know? And it's funny because like I, uh, for my birthday, I decided like I'm trying to do like a self portrait or whatever every year or whatnot. Nice. And uh, this time I had my, I had my friend Jeremy help me. And so he, I was like, Hey, can you just shoot it? Because it's just too much for me to be all. And it's funny because there's like a glass in front of us. And yeah. so we couldn't communicate and I was sitting there and I was like, Oh, and he's and him and everybody, they're like looking at the light. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is what my subjects feel like when I'm just like in my, just doing. All yeah. Cause you're like running around looking at the screen and all this yes, stuff like yes. this and that. And then, then they're like, are we doing it right? Are we not? <laughs> yeah. Like what's up, you know? And so it's like a learn. It's like I said, it's like now it's like, I always try to like communicate or come up to them like, Oh, Hey, I'm just trying to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get better at that. But definitely. Yeah. I would say like, 
comfortable on my calls and my meetings, but sometimes I think that's something absolutely that I need oh, to work yeah. on. Because it's not, it's not even, <laughs> it's not even just you're trying to connect with your subject, but then you're like trying to connect with your crew. Then you got to connect with the client, make sure you're communicating yes. with them and make sure they're chill. Like they're making, like, it's, it's a lot of moving yes. parts. It's a lot of running around. Yes. Yeah, so especially like you said, even especially when you're doing like motion and still sometimes, and like, that's because it's just like the photo side of it. There's the DP and his crew. You know, there's clients, there's PR, there's this, and then everybody has something to ask you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's always, it's always so, so nuts. But yes, um, that was definitely a learning experience is like, I think I, I've just been trying to work on that, on that aspect. Brick by brick, brick by brick, Giselle, we're just, we're just, we're just going up. We're just going up. You know? yep. uh, and, you know, one thing I was interested in talking about, like in photography industry, like it's always been pretty like kind of male dominated uh, place, even like talking to you about you're being a photo assistant. And now that I think back, like I spent like almost 10 years photo assisting, I could probably count on one hand the amount of like female photo assistants I worked with, like, like going into this business. And even now, like, was it ever intimidating um, kind of trying to become a photographer and even this kind of work in the industry, like being a woman, I guess. You know. It's not that I, I would say, I guess I would say my answer would be yes and no. Mm. Uh, yes, because it felt very like, OK, I absolutely have the stories of me being on set and some dude being like, what are your settings or what are you blah, blah, or you should go over there. And, it, you know, like some bullshit like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, thankfully, just the way I grew up, where I grew up, what I went through, it was just kind of like, it's all good, dude. Like, I know who I am and where I'm at. So you do your thing that makes you feel, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So I think that like, I've had the thick skin in dealing with that. But of course, it's not that I haven't been in those situations multiple times or know how much harder it was for me to kind of get prove myself, you know, in certain in certain aspects. So I just feel like that's always been there. But because of just I guess like my personality and who I am, I've just always been kind of thick skin in telling myself like, all right, I'm always down for a challenge and that's the challenge here. And that's okay. You know, because ultimately there's all these advantages, of course, you know, where it's like, I'm shooting a certain subject and she feels more comfortable because I am a female, you know, or because of this or because of that, or, or I have a different take and a different look on it because I have, you know, it's like versus, you know, female gaze versus the male gaze, like all these different Mm -hmm. reasons that, that I don't know, I guess I just never let it get to me. You know, but I asked, yeah, there's just some dumb shit that definitely happened. Um, but yeah. I just was always just like, that's crazy. That keep really on, does go down. You know, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, but Absolutely. keep on moving, keep keep on trucking. And now I know, look, I talking to you setting this up. I know you just had I think was it your first child you just had a couple months ago, right? Yes, first child. Congratulations. First and how's that how's that <laughs> been? Because like obviously being a mother, that's like the most important jobs, like tough, the hardest job out there. And now it's still working a freelance career. How's that been kind of like uh, kind of balancing that? And has it kind of been an adjustment? Because I know I think I read you made a little post about like uh, the birth and you're like, I think you were on a job when you, you had to go to the hospital, right? Well, it was just that it, the whole thing was so hectic. There's so much craziness. And the reason why I didn't like. So, OK, so what I'll say about that is like yeah. I was so afraid. I knew that I wanted you know, to have kids and things like that. But I was yeah. so afraid of it affecting my career. Mm-hmm. I was like, so terrified. And and I had all these thoughts in my head and like, of like, oh, well, if anyone knows that I'm pregnant, maybe they're not going to think of me for a job. I'm not going to tell anyone, you know, like, yeah. and I'm like, well, wait a minute, that's not cool. You know, and then I'm like, wait, but I don't want anyone like I had all these ideas in my mind of like, 
oh, well, remember that one time where they were like, hey, you down to go to Puerto Rico to shoot this? And I'm like, yeah, like I want people. To, I was like, I need yeah. people to still be thinking of me this way. Yeah. You know, and that honestly, like as much as, of course, I can talk about how crazy it is to have a baby. And oh, my God, someone who's just depending on you and takes up every moment of your time, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. But the fear and uh, of beforehand is something that I'd like to touch on. Like I was so afraid of being viewed differently of like, I don't want to tell anyone, you know, and I didn't first, I mean, oh my God, everyone was like, wait, when did that happen? You know, (laughs) everyone's like so confused of of when that happened because I waited so long to tell anyone because I didn't want, you know, to be seen any differently or to be thought of as incapable or, you know, or whatnot. And so, yeah, I think I was like, I worked all the way up until I was uh, eight months or I just worked all the way up until pretty much I ended up like, like I think you read, I ended up having to have her early. Yeah. So I worked all the way up until there. And then, um, yeah, had, I had her and it was all crazy, of course, hectic situation there. And it was, I didn't even get to take my maternity photos. I was so sad about that. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is my first child. I have like no Dang. memories about, of, in the way that I wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. It was so, it was so cute because the nurse was like, Oh my, I was like, Oh, I'm so like, I'm so bummed when they told me like, you're going to have to have this baby now. And I was like, I haven't even taken my maternity photos. I know that sounds crazy, but like, <laughs> you're like, you, like you, you, I, I had this lighting diagram ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's funny about it. She's like, she was so sweet. She goes, Oh my God. She goes, why don't you just put up a sheet and we could do this. And I'm like, you have no idea how I am. I'm insane. Like, I was like, I was like, I, I just, I was like, thank you so much. I was like, but I'm crazy. Like I had this whole idea, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was like, this is what I do. So I was like, this is so, it's just so important to me. And, and I just don't get to do it, you know? So there was just a lot of like crazy shit that went down because of, yeah, dude, I, I was like, I, I just had a very big stigma about about that, and I was yeah. so worried. Yeah, it, it's terrible. Like, I mean, I can only imagine. Like, yeah, no one should feel that way because, like, I mean, we're human beings. Like, how do we all get here? You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> exactly. it's, a, it's a it's a part of life. And the thing I feel like exactly it, this might be a crazy point. Like, it me, I think it's more a thing in the U.S. than some countries. Like, my friend in Germany, I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, like if you have a kid, um, you get like I think like ten months like paid maternity leave and shit like that wow. if you work somewhere and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I feel like in our, at least in our country, I feel like we got to get more on that page. It's a, it's a part of no life. Kidding. And, and, and like, no, no kidding. Should, if you're a woman, you should be able to like pursue your dreams of your career, but also be a mother and not feel that way. Have so a family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, damn, what if I have to like, I was even thinking like, dang, I have to get up on like, I had to get up on like a scissor lift one time. Like, <laughs> they're not going to let me do that. I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh man no i i can so, tell yeah. talking to you there's no stopping giselle you know you're only going onward and upward you know so oh my god yeah, yeah dude so yeah it's been crazy and it's like a crazy balance and i'm just so thankful that like my uh my partner is able to take time off so it's just been nice to have that but it is a figuring out thing mm-hmm. because you know i'm like oh who's gonna watch this baby when i have to go away for five days you know like full time and there's just all those you know the crazy like logistics of it but you just just like anything else you just figure it out yeah you, you figure it, work, it out and it's not that it's easy but but yeah you know it, yeah. it's what will happen that, that's <laughs> awesome well congratulations on that and i Thank guess to, so to like wrap up like what's next for you like what's kind of got you excited about with photography right now anything like projects you're working on or like what are you hoping to work on next i guess you know um well i have a few projects that of course i can't say what they are that i'm excited Mm -hmm. about that i'm like really um pumped on but besides that i've really been thinking 
and getting excited about going back to not going back to because I never left it, but just because I got so busy, I haven't done my own stuff, Person, you know, work. like my yeah. own personal work. And, I, you know, my personal work lives within the same as my commercial work. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, what I'm attracted to, it kind of is all the same where I know for some people it kind of ventures, you know, far left, like, you know, it, it ventures off totally differently. But mine, it's just like I have all these ideas of things that I want to do. And I'm just like kind of pumped to to kind of be able to do that with a little bit more resources now and, you know, oh, yeah. like, and, and, and it kind of make that stuff happen. Cause I think something like, I would say like, is a goal of mine is I want to make work that like someone would want to hang on their wall. Like, that's what I told myself. Like yeah. that would be cool, you know, because I wasn't, I like when I look at my work in that way, I'm like, Oh, like that's very different than what I'm doing, you know? And, and that's something that, that I think of, like, I would love for someone to look at a body of work that I'd shoot and be like, damn, that's, that's amazing. I want that in my house, you know, or something like that. Yeah, it gets weird. Like I, I started thinking about this more lately because obviously we're doing this to make a living. So like most of your work is like commercial and you're doing all like editorial stuff. But then I had to stop myself. I'm like, damn, sometimes I just need to like it doesn't need to be like this thought out thing. Like, hey, if I shoot this, I can go get this client or whatever. It's like, <laughs> hey, maybe I should just like take a freaking picture because it looks cool. And like it doesn't have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like it, it, once yeah, it, yeah. the what are they, uh, art and commerce. It's like balancing those two things. It's like a, it's a tough thing, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And I think it's kind of like where I started too, is I always used to say, oh, I, I want to be a fashion photographer, but I didn't really know what that meant. And it was yep. more that I was saying like, I want to do whatever, you know, like fashion doesn't have to make sense. You just yeah. do some crazy cool, cool stuff colors that, and all that. that's visually stimulating to you, you know, and that's, I think like what, why I used to say that, but that's kind of like where I'm at right now where I'm like, oh, I want to do like some motion. There's like some motion ideas that I have, like, so, like short video stuff that I want to do along with, like I said, like some, like some like photo projects that are just kind of like, you know, where I feel like it'll still feel very much like my work, but just mm -hmm. something where I can just kind of like do every, anything that I want, you know? Hell yeah. Well, Giselle, I'm glad we finally did this. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. Like I said, <laughs> I've been following work forever and I just, I just get excited, like seeing all like the different sets you're doing. And I'm like, it just, it just seems like, like following work. It seems like you have a good time doing it. So I, I really appreciate your work and taking the time to do this. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. I'm so, so pumped that we finally got together too perfect <laughs> thanks I'll link, so much I'll, for having me yeah no doubt i'll link your website and people can go check it out and uh thanks so much absolutely thank you so there you have it that was the giselle hernandez interview i uh, just want to thank giselle so much for taking the time to come on the podcast uh, like i said i've been following giselle's work for years i'm a big fan of everything she does this her level of uh, production and lighting uh just really talented photographer so it was great to get a chance to speak with her about everything she's accomplished within her career and how she approaches her work so can't thank her enough uh, definitely go check out her website at giselleHernandez.com as well as her Instagram pages at Giselle Hernandez. I'll put the links in the description. So definitely go give her a follow. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try to keep, uh, I know I haven't been releasing too many episodes lately, just kind of been busy shooting my own work and whatnot, but uh, I'm going to keep it going. I got some more interviews coming up and uh, you can always go to Spotify uh, to peep the photo banter as well as Apple, uh, the iTunes and check it there. And then as well as our, the photo banter YouTube page. And uh, thanks so much for listening as always and take care.